Okay, hi. My, uh, I'm, for anybody who doesn't know me, Moshe Lambert. Um, <coughs> a little history. I learned here when I was about some 30 years ago, when I was some of your age, and uh, I, you know that that was for a period of time, and then I left. I left here to go to to go to work, and long story short, I ended up coming back here. That's the short story. Um, uh, um, Rosh Chodesh, the Rosh Chodesh uh, lunch is always dedicated to people who come in to talk about working and learning. So <clears throat> just I so I, I titled my my discussion of what I did and who I had to be. So I'm just going to share with you my post yeshiva experience in learning and 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 what I found found myself doing at work. And hopefully you'll take from that uh, for your, for your own uh, future experiences. Um, two things kind of guided my my uh, my learning. Um, I used to go while I was uh, here. I was. Um, not from this yeshiva, but someone else directed me to hear Shirin from uh, Rav Shlomo Volvi, and I used to go to the Beit Musar. I think it was Wednesday night we used to go, and um, and hear Rav Volvi. Rav Volvi used to say, um, one thing Rav Volvi said is that, you know, as much as he was giving a Musar schmooze and Musar, it's, it's very, it was very attractive, and uh, at least to me, um, but he also would say, um, the Iker learning that you do is Gemara. Okay? And then you have, you have Musar. So I had, okay, in my head, Gemara is the Iker learning. I have to learn Gemara. And my focus has got to be in learning Gemara as much as, as, much as possible. Um, another uh, piece of advice that I got was from when I, while living in Toronto, was from a Mr. Uh, Chaim Weisberger. He should be of blessed memory. He was a Holocaust survivor. Um, and he would, and of course, you know, coming to Canada, he spoke with a bit of a heavy European Yiddish accent. And uh, one of the things he said to me was, "The best learning you can do is learning in the morning." He says, and and I was in a community that learned in the morning. They had uh, a Yiddish stuff yomi, an English stuff yomi. They had a lot of learning in the morning. And um, he said, he, he told me, if you start, you, you wake up, you start your day with learning. The rest of your day. The rest of the day is completely different. You've inspired yourself for the morning, and you can just go out there, and you can. And what I found for myself, you can then give. You, what, uh, you know, as a you can then give. You go to work, you give. You're at home, you're giving. But you've learned. You've done. You're, you're learning today. So with those two things in mind, I, um, uh, I, uh, I, leaving yeshiva. That's what I went out to do. So when I left here, I wasn't in a very high sheer. Uh, you know, you know, as I am now, I'm I was <coughs> sort of uh, in the middle, and um, but and I was sort of limited what I could do in terms of learning. Um, <coughs> but this is this is what I found. First of all, in, while I was here, when it comes to learning Musser, which was which was really my as much as I I, I would learn Gemara, but I'll get to that in a minute. But Musser was Rabbi Shuren actually taught us. Um, gave us a shir in Hashkafa and different musasvarim, and I've got to figure out what various musasvarim are, are uh, what they do and what they have, and I tried them. And the one I ended up settling on for myself was as, as much as I read through Yesharim and I saw the Orchid Tzadikim and I saw uh, par, uh, parts of the Shari Tshuva, the one that spoke to the most was the Chovas Lovavos. So that was a safer that I picked up on that really um, spoke to me and gave me. Uh, my own guidance as to 
uh, uh, like a hashkafa on how to look at life and how to how to uh, and and the, and and, uh, how, and the experiences that 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 I and I can and I I've read it so much I read it about so many times that it just became a, a part of me. That's one thing I did. Another thing is. Um, um, uh, Parsha Shavua. Parsha Shavua um, is something that I felt I had to know. So I would make it a point to always do, try to do Shtayim Mikri Chadkarkum. Um, uh, this way, I would come to the come to uh, when I would come into Shabbos, I would have thought ideas of of, of uh, I would know the, I would know about the Parsha. So what I would do every day for every day, there's you know seven aliyahs. Every day you read, you read the, the, the psukim twice, and you uh, and you and you read, and you're usually supposed to read the targum. I would read the Rashi, and so I would. Ha- I, so I start, and I started off. My Hebrew initially was okay, but not so good. I started off learning in English. I started up, then I moved to Hebrew, and little by little, I I <coughs> I, I, I I just kept at it. And one piece of advice I got with uh, with it was because it seems like a lot of learning, you, you know, uh, outside <coughs> outside of Gemara. But um, it's also, um, if you don't finish the Parsha, Rabbi Yosef Kamenetsky said, if you don't finish the Parsha, move on. The idea, the goal is to go through the, the entire Chumash throughout the year. But if you can't do it, don't worry about it. Move on. And this way, I was always in the, par- in the Parsha. So I had Musr, I had Parsha Shavua, okay? <coughs> and of course, the Gemara. Given, what could you do? There's so much uh, Gemara learning out there. I found for myself, Dafyomi was just too much information and too much of a commitment. But what I did find was, if I was, when I was abroad, uh, when I worked in, uh, out, of, uh, out of, when I was living in Toronto, I found an Amud Yomi Shir. Okay? There was a pace that I, an Amud Yomi meant not every day. It was, or I could call it a Ke Amud Yomi. Because we would learn Monday through Friday, not Sunday, not weekend, so there was never any stress. And this, and the second part, and, and, so, and we could, we, we would just go through the Gemara, nice and easy. No, you know, question, answer. And I would, and I, and I got, and I, and I, I would, I would be part of a shear that would do this, do this during the work, the work week. So the work week, you have a schedule. You get up in the morning, you go out, you start your day. I had, it was a 45 minute shear. We would have, uh, we, we would hear a little Gemara. And I, and of course, given all this, and then, and then Ben LeBen, I would find time for the, for other things in, a, in the morning. And then, and I would have a full learn. I would have a full a full learning schedule. So that's how the that, that, that's how I, that's that's what I did at least when I was abroad. When it came to learning, when I came to Israel, I remember Rav Volbi told us. You, you might remember he would always say every time Rav Volbi came to Israel, he was never without a chavrusa, and that's the and that's the truth. You always somehow or another, if you're looking for a chavrusa in Eretz Israel, you always find one. Okay, and if you're wondering, so why am I here? I should have a chavrusa because when I couldn't find a chavrusa, okay, and I could, okay, I came back here because I knew that was the message I got. <laughs> I, I figured it out. But that that is that is sort of the the, the learning the, the learning schedule I I developed for myself. And what I found when I was even living here for eight years, we lived in Rehovot, and then we came to Shulai. When I lived in Rehovot, I used to work. I was working in uh, in Tel Aviv. And I found I also, not just learning in the morning, but I also found I had time while on the train. And I really had an, you know, with the, you know, 
with the little, I, with, with every little bit that I was doing, a chavruta and everything, I felt I needed to do more. And I took on myself more. I discovered the system, that if there's a system, like Rabbi Fisher came here and gave a, um, um, uh, made a siyam on, um, on uh, learning Mishnah. If you learn two Mishnahs a day, you, uh, you, can, uh, you can finish uh, Shash Mishnayot in six years. Okay? And then if you learn, and then I built on that, um, I've, I learned that if you do two prakim uh, 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 a day of Nach, you can finish uh, Nach in, in, um, uh, within, within one year. And so, given what I just told you, and then other stuff, I was, I got myself to a point, one point where I was traveling to Tel Aviv every day. I, I was, I was learning, you know, in all my free time, and I had a full schedule of these incremental learning that I could, uh, that I, that, that I could follow through. When I, I remember, and then, I know, and then, all, and then, and I also took on at the same time, I'll just mention it, Shochan uh, Aruch Yomi, which is if you learn three, um, um, Sifim in Sifim, yes, three Sifim in 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 in, in Shulchan Aruch every day. Eventually, over again in the, in a six-year period, you can end up going through all of, all of Shulchan Aruch. I didn't finish any of this stuff, but but it's because my schedule changed. But I got into such a learning mode that okay, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. And a little bit here, and you just keep, and you and once you have the schedule, I actually there was someone I I don't remember where it is, but someone actually printed a or could print off like a sheet of what you had to do every day and follow it along. So there I had a fixed schedule with learning with a little bit of increments, and that's what I found for myself was the best learning. Little bit of increment, not big big goals. I'll do daf yomi and every day, it didn't work. But the incremental learning. That was something that that, that worked that, that worked for me. Now, I'm just going to show you, like I, I brought here, like some things just to show you. Today, you can get it all on your phone. Okay, you can have it on your phone. But just to show you some of the things you could do, you know. So, um, you know, if, when you're traveling, you know, the Kahati makes. I don't know if they still print it, but Kahati makes like a small version of of, uh, of, of their Pirush on Mishnayos, and it fits in your bag very nicely, and you can just go through uh, the whole schedule. Um, you know, Mishnah Brua, you can do the same thing, okay? And um, okay, Nach, you can little Nach, you know, it, it, you know, it comes as a set. You can go out and buy these things, and and you can and you can car- carry it with you. Um, they want to see the Zohar Yomi. The Zohar Yomi, it's, uh, yeah, that's Chomish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can carry a Chomish. Eventually, I, I used to carry with me. Um, you know, a small version of me could a lot because sometimes I would read something and say, oh, and then if I wanted, if I had some extra time, I could look at the, I, I, used, I used to enjoy looking at the Clea car so I can get a, a, some other insight in the Clea car. So these were just ideas that you, what I want to say is what I did was I ended up finding small farm that I could take with me um, reading through on, a, on, otherwise I can learn on a phone or learn on a computer. It wasn't the same. And also um, these are more uh, friendly to have with you on Shabbat and Yom Tov then, uh, <laughs> then uh, during uh, during the week. Um, now, like I, I learned with Rashi Kipshuto, it comes in. All these things come in small versions. Gemaras come in small versions. And if you're ever interested, um, there's other. There's so many other little things. For example, you can get the Rambam Yomi. You can get Chavetz Chaim Yomi. Okay, uh, the, uh, the things that we ended up following. Out. And something really interesting, which I I never really got into, but 
it's really good. There's this Mishnah Sedura. It's available here in a larger version in the back. But if you do Mishnah Yomi, two Mishnah today, two Mishnah today, two Mishnah today, it's very nice to go through it. But if you want to review, this Mishnah Sedura lays it all out. Straight, you know, just the, the Mishnah straight. No, uh, very little, like, some words translated about And then you can, I wouldn't say don't dove in the Mishnah, but you can review, review the Mishnah to have it familiar in your head. And then it becomes a system you can, I, uh, that, uh, that I, you know, sometimes I tried to do it, it didn't work out, but you try to, you, you can just have systems of learning that you can do on your own and not require, and then for Gemara, if you have it sheer or something like that, that you do with other people, or if you have kavrusas, but this I felt I can do my own learning, and that's what that became a, a very big. Um, for me, it was a very big part of my part of my life because for the lack of information I had, I wanted to just build on lots of information. So that, as far as um, as far as, as learning goes, that's sort of what I did. That's what I continued to do. Um, again, I'm still, I still go through the Chavot Levavot. I have a Seder in that. Uh, Parsha Shavua. Um, <coughs> I have a, a Gemara with you guys. And of course, um, um, and, and any other little learning I can, I can, I can get, I uh, always try. Now I'm back to, uh, I, I did Mish, uh, Mishnah Yomi. I had, to, I had to stop for a little bit. Um, but when I saw Ralph Fisher make the Siyom, it inspired me to uh, to pick it up again, and then now and now that with the with the more time I have, the Mishnah Sedura, I can sometimes actually okay. Let me review what I did this week. Let me review you know and just get a, a flow of being familiar with Mishnayot. So so that's something as far as learning goes. To the question of who I had to be, okay. So you're going so um, my main not what I did now, but when I worked in the industry, I worked in business and IT. Um, okay, both in Canada here in Israel. Um, and what I found was that as much as I came from, I'm, I, you know, came out of yeshiva, I was a yeshiva person or a ben Torah who learns, if you want to call it, um, it, it was something for me, but it was not something for my, either the non-Jewish co-workers or my, or my Jewish co- or my non-religious, uh, Jewish co- co-workers. It was my, it was mine for me to carry, but not for them. So I had to. So I realized I ha- the, the, my life as I know it. I have to be smart about how I share it and with who, because they're not interested in in uh, they're not interested. They come. Everyone's coming to work. You're working together, but your little life, your your little your lifestyle and everything. It's not something you can just talk about. Uh, outright, I found I found I had to be for myself one thing, and to them professional. And 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 you'll see how that I'll, I'll explain how that that, that kind of comes together. First of all, it's clear to me, you know, I had to be a very moral person in the office. You can't connect to anything else that's not that's 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 uh, not moral. Um, as far as coming to the office, you got to be on time. You got to look clean and neat. I felt you have to be dressed appropriately. You have to look the part. You know, be be acceptable to, to 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 what is the environment you're in. Um, but when I would come into the office, the thinking was not okay. What what it has to be done today, but has to. But you know, where is God with me in this in in today? So I found myself when coming into a building, going up the elevator, and making a small little tefillah. Okay, Kodesh Baruch uh, be, come with me today. Come with me today. 
be with me in the things I'm doing. Because of course, I'll, I'll need Hatzlacha in, in, in what I'm trying, what, what my day is about. I need to have, and I had to be someone constantly thinking of what Hashem wants me to do in every situation. So it's one thing, you're doing something, you're, <clears throat> you're, you're, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, if you're an accountant, a lawyer, you're doing your, your professional work, but you always have to, I always had to have that thought of, what does a Kodesh Baruch want from me at, the, at, the, at these moments? And it comes and goes. It's not something you're constantly thinking about, but something that has to be on your mind as you come, as, as I, as I would come into the, in, in, into the office. Um, also, work is a place of chesed. You can always do things, you can always do, make a difference for someone. Hold a door, pick up a, pick up the garbage, get someone a coffee. Um, uh, it, you know, there were things that, that had to, uh, that there was just a lot of opportunities to perform as a as, a, as what a Torah Jew should be, and so given all this information that I was learning, I could actually you know bring it uh, you know bring uh, bring it out in in the workplace. Um, of course, being in the workplace, I always found for myself I had to be someone who would watch what I said. Um, not too many political things. Uh, you had to be smart about how you say things. Um, I had to think. You have to think before you speak. These are things that just run, run in your mind as you're going around with people. Um, um, okay. What I found also: where can you meet with people? Because if you're not sharing your 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 yeshiva life and this religious life that people don't necessarily want to see, um, uh, I found the the common ground was to find where my married life, okay, and even in, in a, in, in, as a father, or as, a, as a parent, that's something that you can meet on common ground with a lot of people. And even through, but through that, you know, you can bring, I found bringing out some of my, so, uh, like the, 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 any Jewish view that could come from that of how to be a father or how to be a husband, that's where it comes out because that's where it meets them on the, sa- on the, same, le- on the same level. Okay, um, and also being at work, I found that when you're going to be at work, at least for myself, um, you wear kippah, you're going to be a center of Judaism. You're going to be the guy to go to. That okay? And okay, here in Israel, there's, it could be quite a few. But if you're abroad uh, in North America, you may be the only one with a kippah. And then, and then other Jews come up to you with questions. I remember I had a question. Someone, you know, here at least here in Israel, someone asked me a question about. Um, I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to a, a Sephardi wedding. It was the three weeks. I'm going to a Sephardi wedding and I'm Ashkenazi. Can I dance? You know, can I go to the wedding and dance? It's her best friend. So you know, I don't. I didn't. I don't know. Let me check. And I did. I went back to the Rav in the, in the community in Rehovot, David Stein, and then he told me, "Yeah, you can dance, but don't dance. But you become that center." <laughs> Okay, okay. But you become that center of of information of information for people. Um, uh, someone once asked me if I learned Kabbalah. Okay, so I was I was thirty nine. Okay, I said to him, no, because uh, Kabbalah is uh, sometimes attractive to uh, non religious people or not, especially. I was thirty nine. Come back to me next year when I'm forty, when I'm allowed to learn Kabbalah, and I'll tell you what it's all about. But these are just things that you get. That people, they're, uh, people are uh, uh, curious about. Also, I found for myself at work that I had to be a bit of a listening ear. People like to share their um, some of their beliefs or some of their thoughts. 
Okay, um, when I worked in Toronto, I had a boss who, which he he had it right. He was he said, "I'm not that he was such a religious guy, but he was Lutheran Christian, but he believed, you know, everything. God is there's, you know, God." Different, uh, he believed that God is controlling this world and all the things that are happening, there's, there's things, and he would share it with me. Okay? It's not something I prompted him to know, but because I am this, this Orthodox Jew in the office, it's something he, he can have that concert, he can have that conversation, uh, conversation with me, and I would get it because I'm, 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 you know, it's something I, I, I would never comment, you know, what's the Jewish view? I would never say what my view, but if he had that view, yeah, okay, you're something what you're saying, you know, you just accept, and they want acceptance. I had a situation where I worked, um, you know, people like to also share the, their ethics. And one woman was sharing time with her, she, I don't know how we got to the conversation, but she's telling me how her daughters, she wanted to make sure her daughters don't put tattoos on their, on their bodies. Okay, this is like non-Jewish people. Like, but they, don't do it. You, you know, she would tell. You know, this is for me a value. You know, the, you don't want to wear something elegant, and then you did this honky tattoo. This is just not for me. And people would 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 would, would come up and, and share, and they knew they could find some commonality in that in that in in in, in, in those um, in this view. I also had to be firm in my beliefs. Okay, Shabbat was Shabbat. Kosher was kosher, but because, but I found that for myself that because I was firm in it and because I was accepting of them, they had no problem accepting me. In Chutzlar, it's no issue. I've had experience. Oh, it's two o'clock Friday. You gotta go. You gotta go. And in the, in the summer was not an issue, but they knew that was it. He goes, that's it. And of course, you make up the time. I had to make up the time. Otherwise, I would come in early. I would make sure, you know, if I was getting up so early to go learn. I might as well come to work too and get it, you know, get it, get it extra. But it makes a difference in, it made, it made, at least for the office I was working in, though, that, that, that extra time made a difference for, um, for the office itself, because someone was in early enough to ca- to catch things before my own boss could, could come in and take and take and and and, and be there. Um, one other thing is, I found you have to be able to make light of Judaism too, and I'll show you how this played out uh, with me a couple of times. When I say make light, not to belittle, but to make it comfortable for other people to be with. For example, when I worked here, when I worked in Tel Aviv, we were in the kitchen. The kitchen, the, the office would supply, uh, you know, uh, bread. It's a thing in Israel too that your employer supplies lunch. So, um, uh, employer supplies lunch, right? Anyways, so, so, so he said, so one guy, so, so one, so. So they would have bread, they would have uh, sliced, maybe um, uh, sliced meats and or cheese. One guy, not a religious guy, but he had, um, he decided to make for himself a turkey and cheese sandwich. And I was in the kitchen at the same time. And everybody was, he was, and everybody kind of looked at the situation. Oh, here's the Orthodox guy, and here's the other guy. And nothing, I, and trust me, we had no issues between each other. We were completely co-workers. You know, I never said anything to him. We never had any issues. But, you know, he had this kind of guilty look on his face. Like, you know, what am I doing? You know, and everybody else is looking at him. And I sort of said to him, you know, and I knew I had, so what I, I said, I said, you know, um, you have turkey and cheese. Turkey and cheese, if I had that, I would just have to throw it out. But if you had salami and cheese, then I'd have to flush it down the toilet. <laughs> the point being is, the point was, is that, 
And then ever, and then someone said, "Wow, Moshe, you really know your stuff. Wow, amazing." They said it in Hebrew too, just so you should just know. Wow, Moshe, Tayodea, they get Like in other words, I was able to take a, a potentially, you know, they didn't know where it was going to go, like you know, because they had this fear of the Orthodox, you know, blowing up on something like this. And I just made it like, okay, I know he's going to eat it. I'm not. I didn't tell him not to eat it, but I told them how I relate to, you know, salami and cheese and. Turkey and cheese. I thought about halacha, basically, you know. But but and he probably ate that sandwich well because you know cheese and turkey. It's salty. It tastes good. It's something he wanted. Okay, but but um, at least it, it, it took a potentially explosive situation. I didn't think it was, but maybe they thought, and and I diffused it. Another situation was um, a coworker. I have no idea. I don't remember how we got to the conversation, but I remember it. She made. Uh, we got this. Um, you know, something in Yiddish, I said, you know, something in Yiddish. And she said to me, she said to me, only Eastern European Jews spoke Yiddish. She had this thing, only European Jews, not all Jews spoke Yiddish. You know, this is not this, this worldwide thing that everyone spoke Yiddish. And I don't know how it came up in my head, but at the time I said to her, you know what? You're right. All right. Because any time the, the um, biblical commentator Rashi would want to translate something, when he ran out of Hebrew words to translate something, to, to explain something, he would use French. And then she looked at me as, wow. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> and I, I'm right. Not even, now, I don't know. Rashi probably spoke Yiddish. Okay, don't, don't, you know, it didn't matter. But the idea was, is that she got um, this idea, oh, like, I am... She's right in what she's saying, and, and she probably, and she is right. Not everybody's, but it's not this heavy Yiddish, you know, like Judaism was not this heavy Yiddish, um, um, experience. It was, it's this, it's this, it's, it, it, there, there's lots of cultures we were exposed to, lots of languages we were exposed to, and as much as Hebrew was, you know, foundation, Aramaic, etc., for a lot of, you know, this farm we read, but, um, it's a, 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 there was, a, she was able to relate. And so it made as potentially something of, you know, oh, no, Yiddish is... The, it just took her to a different location and history play, uh, play, uh, plays, uh, you know, plays, plays itself out. Um, okay, and one, okay, one more thing I found for myself, not related to interacting with people, but also as a Jew and as, as someone Jewish, I had to be... Beyond my coworkers, and I'll give and, and 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 not just in how I functioned, you know, with Midos and everything, but also just in a professional sense. I'll give one example. I was I was I was brought on to work. Um, we had here Mark Mandelbaum speaking. I worked for his company, well, his father-in-law's business, but in H and R Developments, and they had they hired me as an additional IT uh, person for the office, and they wanted a. Um, and, and, and they gave me a job, and I said, okay, I'm here. What do I do? And then it was like two, three weeks into it, they were upset. My, the, my, my boss and, my, and the other boss and the head of, uh, and, and the, head of uh, uh, the IT were, were upset with me. I said, what's going on? He says to me, well, you're not doing anything. I said, well, wait a second. This is your office. You have a structure. You have... And they said, no, you're not doing, and if you don't start moving and doing things... So then I, so I realized, wait a second, I've got to make my own work. Okay? Now what does that mean, make my own work? I've got to find the things that they're not doing and make it for myself. In other words, when you go into, when I found for myself that maybe it was, it could be with anybody, but, 
for some reason, you know, being a, the, the business was a, was a, was you know you know was run by Orthodox Jews. I mean, maybe I was thinking they got this idea that oh, you're just supposed you're, oh because you're connected, you know, you know the, the the boss from Shul, you can you can you know you're just going to sit here. And they got upset. So, anyways, I realized from the, on that point, and I was still early in my career, but I realized that if I come into a when I come into a place, and this is something to, I've got to look for the work to do. Okay, and that's and and what does that mean? Tell, I've got to be the proactive person in the office, demanding from either from my boss what to do, or I've got to be looking around to find the things that should that I should be doing, and not just to keep myself busy. Of course, they're paying me a wage. I have I have to be there, but sometimes there's no structure. You may not you may find I found for myself that where there was no structure, I had to create that structure. Okay, and that motivation. For myself, I, I know that motivation came from my ex, 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 experience. In other words, <clears throat> as much as I could find a, you know, I had to create, in other words, not coming from a high shield, I had to create my own motivation to want to learn more. I have to create my own motivation to, um, uh, to, to want work to be a place for, for, uh, uh, for me, to make myself, um, <clears throat> to make, to get in, involved in things. Because if you're not, if you're not, you have, and, and I know this, everyone is looking at, is expecting more from you than they would expect from themselves. And you've got to come, and, and I found for myself, I have to come much more motivated than the next person, because if not, there, it's easy to find what you're not doing than what, than what you are doing. Anyway, so that was just, um, um, uh, that was, that was that was my my general experience, but because I had, I will say this, and and um, um, just to conclude that um, first of all, work was not just to conclude like this. Again, like I said, you know, work was a place where halacha played itself out. Work was a place that had opportunity for mitzvot, um, also for a place to, if you're talking with coworkers, to share with, when when they're ready to talk. Uh, their, their, to share their values and, and opportunity to just kind of slip in yours. But also, um, leaving the base medrash I found for myself when, you know, my time was up here and I had to go on and go to work. Life in the base medrash doesn't end when you leave the base medrash. It actually carries on in your day, in your day to day. And it's where, it's what you, what, what I found, I, what I learned from here in yeshiva, it, it was something that was always on my mind and always with me wherever I went and everything I did always I was looking back well what what would come out of what, what like what was it what did I learn what it, even if it's not directly connected but what would be the right thing to do because my values and everything comes from actually this base measures so we're always thinking about what would what would I be if I was this Chevelle student that what what am I supposed to be? I was always looking back no matter what scenario we're in. So the, ba- the base medrash never left me. Or I, as much as I left the base medrash, the base medrash never left me. And the base medrash actually continued in, in real life situations while I was work, while I was with the family. Um, and that's, and that's how you, you, and that's how you, that's how work, and that's how living and working became, um, for, that's, that's what I. That's that's how I was able to. That's what I did when I was when I was working. That's how who was I was able to be.